0: Welcome to AT Parenting Survival Podcast, where you get support and guidance through the chaos of parenting. Here's your host, child therapist Natasha Daniels. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about something that happens to many of our kids, unfortunately. When you are anxious all the time, or when you are worried or fearful all the time, or you feel like you're driven by compulsions or fears that are out of your control, your self-esteem takes a very big hit. And so today I'm going to talk to you all about how to improve your child's self-esteem. Super important. But first I do have a big announcement that I want to make, and I have been working really hard on this decision. I am always trying to create something new for you guys. I want to provide more resources. So it's been the podcast. And then I made the YouTube channel. And then I made the YouTube channel for videos just for your kids. I made the private Facebook group, which is growing by leaps and bounds. And there's over 7,000 parents in there who are getting support on a daily basis. So I wasn't sure what to do next. Um, cause I always feel like I have to have some sort of project to offer you more resources. I was going to do another online class, but I felt like that just wasn't enough. So I have decided to create a membership site. And this membership site will be where I can pour all my energy, all my advice and suggestions and support into because it's too hard to have such a huge community of people and really get into deep issues and comment in a very meaningful way. So my membership site is gonna be opening up in January and I will be doing a lot of extra stuff in that membership. So there'll be resources. You will have access to one of my online classes for free. I'm not going to tell you which one. So that's amazing in and of itself. And I'm also going to be doing Facebook lives once a week in there, and I will be doing a membership spotlight. And so one parent will be picked each month and we will do a live coaching call so that everybody can benefit from how I'm helping that one person. We will also be doing Q and a calls. I will be doing Different webinars and different live broadcasts through there. I have tons of things planned. I'm not going to tell you all of it yet, but trust me, it's going to be full of support and material. So if you're like, oh my gosh, Natasha, how can I get into that? You can join my waitlist because I'm not sure if I'm going to open it up to everybody or if I'm going to try to keep it small. So join my waitlist so you can be the first people to hear it. I know that you guys often are driving or at the gym or you're cooking and you're not right at your computer, but your phone might be near you. So if you want to join my wait list, you can text 44222 that's 44222 and text the words AT parent. If you want to be an AT parent and join me in my AT parenting community, I would love to have you. I'm going to really get to know everybody in there. I'm going to make it, you know, how much I give even in my podcast podcast, so, in my membership site, it's going to be crazy because I'm really going to get to know you, your family, your situation and provide resources for members specifically for what they're asking and what they need. So, join my waitlist at 44222 and text AT parent and I will add you to my waitlist. Cool? Okay, on with today. Um, let's talk about my five tips on how to improve your child's self-esteem. For starters, I think it's important to say that if your child has low self-esteem, it doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. I think a lot of times the first thing parents do, at least when they come into my practice, is they get defensive or they get apologetic and they say, I don't know why he hates himself or I don't know why he thinks he's not good. I never tell him that and my expectations are reasonable. And I'm always trying to lift him up, or I always spend plenty of time with him, but yet he still says all these things. He doesn't believe in himself or he's, he's hard on himself. And I don't know why that is. So I feel like that's an important thing to convey first, before we go into this is that often more often than not, it's not the parent's fault. If you're, if you know, in your heart, you're doing everything you're uplifting. I mean, we're all human and we have days where we're like, oh gosh, I shouldn't have said that, but On the whole, if you feel like, you know, I'm an uplifting person, I want you to know that self-esteem has a component that's physiological. Kids are wired differently. You can have four kids in your family. Three of them feel awesome about themselves and one doesn't. And that's just a big combination of physical attributes, genetics, and what their own struggles are in their life and in their mind. You know, if you have anxiety or OCD, You're overwhelmed with all these thoughts. Some of them could be very negative to themselves, especially with OCD and moral OCD. I'm a bad person and anxiety worrying that you're a perfectionist or you're not doing it well enough. That's self-driven. So you can take the whip that you're beating yourself up with and put it away because you don't deserve that. This is all about how to help, not who's to blame. So we will talk a little bit about things that you can do to tweak things and make it better for sure, and create a more optimistic environment because we can definitely add or hurt issues. But I want you to know that this is more about how do we fix this instead of who caused this? Because I know I have three kids. Obviously I talk about them all the time and my, my Mr. Nine, he's very negative negative. and that's not coming from me. That is coming from him. And now it's my job to try to help him with that, but it's not my job to beat myself up about that. See the difference. Okay. So the first thing, my first point is you don't want to go at this in a very overt way. (laughs) Stop being so obvious. If your kid recognizes that you're trying to boost them up in this very artificial way, it's just not going to stick. I can't tell you how many times kids have said to me, well, of course, my mom says that because she's my mom. She has to, or of course, my dad says that they're trying to make me feel better. Kids are not dumb. They know what your intentions are. So you want to come from a very genuine, authentic place. So we're not going to throw a bunch of great job. You're awesome. I mean, that's a great bonus, but that is not the meat and potatoes of how to build self esteem. So you want to really tap into What are your child's strengths? What is amazing about them? And that will be different for each kid. Are you focusing? And I will shift a little bit and talk about parental expectations. Are you focusing on something that they're not great at? I'll give you an example. My son, Mr. Nine is not really that great at sports, not really into sports. Um, He is a science kid. He is very artistic. He likes to do things with his hands. And so if I had the mentality of he has to be really great at sports and I kept putting him in sports activities all the time, I'd really be hurting his self-esteem. So when he was little, you know, I wanted to do my due diligence as a mom and make sure he understood how to play sports and had those opportunities, sign him up for basketball, sign him up for soccer. He was indifferent. And then towards the end, he didn't like it. So, had a discussion with him recently and I said, "Do you want me to sign you up for anything because he doesn't know how to play football?" And he said, "I don't really like that, mom. It's really boring." So, I'm tapping into what he likes. He wanted to learn how to play chess, so I signed him up for chess club. I think sometimes we can get stuck in what we want for our kids and not looking at what their strengths are. So, you definitely want to tap into their strengths. I'll give you another example. My daughter who's 15 She is way into art. She's amazing at art. She is very committed to art, but she's also a straight A student and she's really good at English and science and she could be anything she wants, but she wants to be a graphic designer and that's totally okay. And so I signed her up for extra art classes. Um, I got her on the graphic design track in high school. We wanted to make sure that in the evening she had no extracurricular activities so she could do her art. Like I'm fostering whatever they're passionate about because if they're really good at those things, their self-esteem is going to go higher because they're going to succeed. So you want to do things in a subtle way. That was actually my initial point And I went on a tangent about that. So I'm sorry, but you want to do things in a subtle way. So I sometimes will talk to my kids and I'll pick out like kind of what they're good at. So if you have a child at home, who's really good with the animals then you would hone in on that. And you'd say like, you're our animal whisperer. You know, why don't you go feed the dog? Because the dog loves you. Or you have such a special way with the dog. You want to give your kids responsibilities in the house that make them shine. You know, you're the best. I don't know. I love the way you cook. So can you help me cook? Because you bake things in 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 an amazing way. It doesn't matter what it is. You just want to hone in on their skills and you want to give them tasks around the house because they're the expert in that. So if my son is really good at math and my six-year-old is struggling with math, I might turn to him and I might say, you're like the math expert in this house. Can you help her with homework? Because I know you would get this better than even I would. Well, then he just beams and I am solidifying the fact that he is good at math he likes science and he likes sport. Um, I was going to say sports. He doesn't like sports. He likes space. So I was at the store the other day and I saw all these space shirts and for boys, it's been really hard for me to dress him because, you know, I feel bad. He's wearing all these shirts that have like sports decals. And, you know, because they're like, there aren't a lot of shirts that don't have, well, we go to like children's place or old Navy and they have a lot of stuff on them that don't relate to him. So when I find like a science shirt, like I found him a NASA shirt, he loved that. And so I was at the store the other day and they had they had a whole rack of space shirts. So like they were like, I'm an astronaut or one like, and they were like kind of cool looking. They weren't like awkward or um, like tacky. So I bought him three of those so that he can start kind of resonating with who he is as a person. So that's being very subtle. I'm really, really celebrating who my kids are deciding they are. So that's that's point number one. Also, you want to watch point number two is watch what your watch your language. Um and I trip up on my language all the time but I will often find myself saying things that are not really helpful. So this morning (laughs) I'm gonna have to go too far back. My daughter and I'll I'll talk about this also my daughter has been saying things Partly because I feel like her brother has a legitimate self-esteem issue and she piggybacks on this. And I'm sure some of you can relate to this where like one of your kids has an issue, a genuine issue. And then you have another kid who doesn't really have that issue and they piggyback on it. And sometimes they legitimately have it too. Like if you have one child with anxiety or OCD, and then your other child has similar issues that could be very legitimate because anxiety and OCD are very genetic and it's obviously my three kids have anxiety. So it's not really one is copying the other, but they will copy sometimes the other child's anxiety themes and it's not genuine. Sometimes it is because they see the other kid being afraid and they already have anxiety. So they pick up on that too. Two of my kids have a fear of throwing up and I think they're both equally genuine. But the self-esteem one is really my daughter is, um, I feel like he, she is copying her brother a little bit. So she'll make these random comments all the time. Like, and I'm so stupid. I'm going to go into how to talk about that in a minute, but I was trying to pump her up a little bit. And I said something like your teacher thinks you're amazing. And your teacher thinks that you're really, um, that you got it all together. And cause she was, she was complaining about her reading. And I was like, your teacher thinks you're an amazing reader. And she said, you get all straight A's. And I realized as I said it, I shouldn't have said that because I really don't want to highlight grades and they don't even get grades in first grade at her school. And so she said back, I don't even get grades. (laughs) She's right. And I said, oh, I don't mean straight A's. I mean, you're doing really well. And so that was me stumbling on my language because we really don't want to, I don't want to highlight straight A's. I don't want to highlight that you're great when your grades reflect that you're great. You're great when your effort reflects that you're great. You put good effort in, um, and you try, and that means that you're great at what you're doing because you're giving it a good effort. So I don't stumble too much on your words because I know I can overanalyze everything I say, and that could be a problem, but also you want to watch where your bar is. If your bar is constantly getting pushed up higher because your child meets it, and then you push it up higher, your child's going to have poor self-esteem because they're going to always feel like they can never reach your bar. So you want to be careful with words like you did really good, but imagine if you really applied yourself, you could have done even better. Um, it seems like a compliment. And I do hear that all the time from tons of parents that I work with, and it's a normal thing to say, but you are really conveying to your child that it still wasn't good enough because we will have kids who will do the bare minimum and they'll do well and, instead of highlighting that success, will highlight, oh my gosh, you didn't even apply yourself. Can you imagine if you applied yourself, what that will look like? I've heard that so much for decades in my practice. Well, a decade and a half, I'm not that old, but watch your expectations because ironically, when you celebrate every step, when you celebrate every success, when you celebrate anything that your child is doing great. And you give details about why it's great. So you're not just like, you're awesome. You're great. You're the best. You know, you're like, I really love the way you sat down and you really studied for a long time. Or I really like the way you did your hair. You know, it looks really cute today. Or, you know, the way that you picked out that outfit, it's okay to compliment both physical and intellectual attributes and skills and personality skills and, um, talents. You want to cover, You want to cover all of that, because even if you're like, we have to love ourselves from the inside, not the outside. That's great. And I totally agree, but that's not the way kids feel. And be honest, it's not even the way most adults feel. We, we do care about the way we look physically and self-esteem can be tied into that. So you want to praise your child. Well, praise is probably the wrong word. You want to highlight to your child, their beauty in and out and their talents in and out. So watch your language. I have three more points. So we've already covered being subtle, um, making your child, the family expert in something and watching your language and expectations. I have three more points, but that will have to wait. We're going to take a break. Stay tuned. That is what is up next. This episode is brought to you by a new marriage counseling app called lasting. I know a lot of us struggle with our partners and having a child with anxiety or OCD does not make that easier with this app. You can try to work on those issues with your partner. Even if you just have five minutes a day, and even if they're not even in the same state, even if they're on a business trip, you can still use the app together. Lasting is based on research and science, and it fits into a busy schedule. And if you're one of my listeners you can unlock the entire app and get your first month of lasting premium for just 99 cents. So you can always download the app for free on iTunes, or to get this special deal, go to getlasting.com AT that's G E T L A S T I N G.com AT and use the offer code AT at checkout and get your first month for just 99 cents. You're listening to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. For more parenting support, check out Natasha's parenting e-courses on a variety of topics. Each parenting e-course includes a series of teaching videos that can be watched at your own pace. For more information, visit anxioustoddlers.com forward slash parenting hyphen videos. Welcome back. Okay, I want to cover my last three points so that um, we can help you boost your child's self-esteem. You want to have some message and dialogue around self-esteem, you know, be aware of kind of what you're talking about with your kids. I tell my kids all the time, I say, there's always going to be someone better than you. And there's always going to be someone worse. And I tell kids that in my practice too, I said, you'll never, unless you're like an Olympic athlete. And even at that, let's say you were a silver athlete winner, a silver medal winner, there's still somebody better than you. Even though you're like number two in the world, you're not number one. So think about that. You'll always have someone who's better than you. You'll always have someone who's worse than you. There's always someone who's prettier than you. There's always someone who's not that pretty. There's always someone who's better at sports. There's always someone who's not as good. That's just the way the world works. So comparing yourself to others to gauge whether you are good or not good or pretty or not pretty or funny or not funny is not a good thing because you only want to gauge it against yourself. So kids aren't going to hear these messages in one go. This is just a conversation that you have all the time. So I will have conversations like this when they pop up. So my daughter with her reading, she's sitting there and she's complaining. She's six and she is, I don't know why they do this, but they, they time their reading. I really don't like this whole movement towards timing kids. I think it's terrible and it's terrible for anxious kids. So I have to time her. She has to read this huge paragraph. And then I have to count how many number how many words she got in a minute. And I have to subtract the ones that she couldn't pronounce. Totally stress inducing. Luckily for her, it doesn't normally seem like she's panicking, but last night she got 70 something words and she's a great reader. And she was reading fine. And she had a little meltdown. I think she was just overtired and went into this whole tirade of how she's a horrible reader, which is why I went to the place of your teacher thinks you're great and you're a great reader. And then she said, yeah, but so-and-so in my class, she always gets a higher number than me. And so that was an opportunity for me to say, there'll always be people who are going to read better than you. And there's going to be people who read worse. It doesn't matter no matter what, there's always going to be someone who's better than you. and There's always going to be someone who's not. And that was just an opportunity to kind of convey that. But there's lots of messages that you may want to convey, um, because I always talk about, you're not going to always be great at everything. And so I think I talked about that in my episode on perfectionism, you're not always going to be great at everything. I'm not great at math. You know, I mean, I can't do basic math. Thank goodness for calculators, but I get emotions and I get how to talk to kids and I get how to help you with your problems. That's my superpower, but give me a math problem. And you're going to be like, Whoa, mom, that's really scary that's okay. I'm okay with that because I can't be an expert in everything. And so I hear my son starting to kind of spit that back at me. Cause he'll say stuff like I'm really good at this, but you know, I'm not good at that, but I can't be an expert at everything. You're going to start hearing your kids repeat these things over time, which is awesome. So that is my third point. Um, I also do some weird things because my son has been having a lot of self-esteem issues lately. I'll do really cheesy stuff we have whiteboards all around. Well, not all around my house. So we have two whiteboards because my kids love to draw and they love to write things like to be little teachers. So we got these little whiteboards at Ikea. They're like, kind of like chalkboards, but they're whiteboards. And so I went into my office where they kind of had a little play area in the corner, which I'm hoping to actually revamp for Christmas as my Christmas present, make this more my office (laughs) instead of my office. And then their playroom, because there are other places to play, but they come in here a lot. So I wrote on my, on the whiteboard, I wrote, love yourself. You are important, <laughs> which I know is super cheesy, but I'll do that once in a while. I'll write little messages around the place. Um, I don't put it in their lunch cause I don't want to embarrass them, but I will, I'll put little, little notes around once in a while when I'm feeling like a super mom. And then it was funny. Cause I came in today on the whiteboard. It said, well, initially when I wrote that, my six-year-old wrote underneath, okay, mom, <laughs> which I thought was kind of cute. And then I came in this morning and it said, blah, 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 you're fired, <laughs> which I took really personally. And I was like, first of all, why are my kids watching the apprentice? <laughs> I was like, where are they getting that? And then I thought like, cause my son was angry last night and I know he went to cool off, but I didn't think he went into the office. And so I thought, Oh my gosh, so I went in there and I was like, who wrote blah 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 you're fired over my beautiful uplifting message. And then um I totally like misperceived that because my daughter was like we were playing and I wrote blah 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 and then he said you're fired. So, totally took that personally and I shouldn't have. So, write messages, be inspiring, convey things, have deep conversations, this is the way to build self-esteem. Okay. So, I have two more points really quick. My Fourth point is do not fall for the quicksand, which means you're like, what is she talking about? When kids say, I'm so stupid and we swoop in and we say, no, you're not, honey. You're the most amazing person, which I know is exactly what I did yesterday when she was reading. She went in and then she started to say, I'm so dumb. And one thing I do with kids, especially my own, um, sometimes in my private practice, I have to have rapport with a kid before I can do this kind of approach. And so you have to kind of know your kid, but I will agree with them. And so last night, my daughter said, I'm so stupid with the whole reading thing. And I said, if you think you're stupid, then you're stupid. And I've done this with her before. So she knows exactly where I'm going. And so she said, so you're calling me stupid. And I said, no but if you believe you're stupid, if that's your thought, then you are going to be stupid because that's who you think you are. So I can't convince you. If I say I don't think you're stupid, I think you're wonderful, I don't think you're dumb, it's not going to mean anything because you're telling yourself I'm stupid. I can't I can't impact that. What you believe is who you are. And that's one of like the little sayings that I say to my kids all the time and to the kids in my practice. What you believe is who you are. If you believe you're stupid, then that's who you are. Nobody can change that for you. If you believe you're ugly, then you are because you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to see an ugly person. So it is a bit controversial to be that confrontational, but it helps kids own their thoughts. So if they think that, you know, it, if you swoop in and you say, no, you're not, unfortunately, sometimes that creates a situation where the kids get some positive reinforcement for it. It's not like they're intentionally saying, "Okay, I'm going to say this really bad thing about myself. My mom is going to make me feel really good or my dad's going to make me feel really good." And then maybe I'll say it again because actually that felt kind of nice. So now I'm feeling bad about myself and I'm just going to say, oh, "I'm so stupid," and they're going to swoop in and make me feel good again. "Or you hate me or I hate myself." So I'm really careful with swooping in in that moment and just smothering them with love and praise. I have more of an intellectual conversation in that moment where, you know, I say, if you think that you're dumb, you know, then you're gonna be because what you think is who you are. And I don't think you're dumb. I think you're pretty awesome. I know your teacher thinks you're really smart, but hey, if you think you are, then I guess you are. So watch your language, but you can play with it. Um, It can be really powerful because then you're not gonna have a kid who's using that to feel good subconsciously where they're like, every time I say something bad, I feel good because my mom lifts me up. You can still lift your kids up, but you just want to lift them up in a way that is teaching them to lift themselves up. I hope that makes sense. Okay. The last point is modeling. It's so important for us. I always end a lot of my podcasts with our behavior, because if you're walking around saying I'm so stupid, or if you're walking around saying I'm so fat, or if you're walking around saying I can't do anything right, your kids are hearing this and it's so crazy. They are such sponges. When I'm in a bad mood, I feel like my entire house is in a bad mood. When I am saying mean things, I feel like my kids are saying mean things to each other. It's so contagious. And so is self-esteem. So work on your own self-esteem, be really aware of how you talk to yourself because one, it's not good for you. And two, it's actually not good for your kids. So don't say anything out loud that you don't want your kids to see or hear. And you can model a positive outlook. You can say stuff about yourself. That's good. Like, "Oh my gosh, this, you know, this dish turned out much better than I even thought." Like, "This is great." And I, it's not just about cooking. I mean, I don't even cook, so it is a bad example. But you can say something like, oh, "I worked really hard at that and it came out really good." Or, "I I did something at work today that was awesome." I do like sharing Um, like your high or your win for the day. We used to do that. We were so organized. We used to sit at the table and we would all share like our win for the day. And it was positive and it was a good way to model self-esteem and gratitude. And then my son developed OCD around food and he started to eat at the kitchen um, bar because he had to watch his iPad so that he was able to actually eat without having intrusive thoughts. And so then it became a fight because my daughter was like, why can he eat over there watching his iPad? And I can't Anywho, you probably don't want to know my entire life story, but we stopped having family dinner because it became such a source of conflict. And we have to get back to that because he's doing better. And anyway, family dinners are really good for (laughs) self-esteem. That's kind of my point. So I hope my five tips helped. So the first one is be subtle. You know, don't, don't attack self-esteem in a direct way. Find more subtle ways, find your little family expert in different things. Every child can be an expert in something. Even if they're good at gaming, find something, watch your language. That's point number two, watch your expectations, watch what you're highlighting. Uh, Point three is have a message, convey certain things, look for opportunities to talk to your kids and relay these things about how to look at life and literally leave messages. That's what I do. It's weird. Point number four is the path of least resistance. Stop fighting and meeting their self-esteem with trying to battle it back. Agree with it. Let them know that what they think is how they will be and tell them that you don't believe that. And you don't think that about them, but how they view themselves is the most important thing and that no one can change that but them. You put the ownership back on your child. And the last one is all about you. Don't forget to model. And if you have to work on it, fake it till you make it. Okay, well, I hope you have an awesome day. If you're enjoying my podcast, please don't forget to hit a star on iTunes to show your support. If you have an extra 10 seconds, you can leave a review and I greatly appreciate that. I appreciate it so much that I always like to give a shout out to those that do it. And I like to end my show reading one of them. So Suji wrote, Natasha has helped me how to parent my child who has OCD and anxiety. Her podcast and online classes have guided me to help my child with these disorders tremendously. Thank you for your great work, Natasha. Thank you for the awesome review. I really appreciate it. And I hope all of you find the sparkle in everything you do. Don't forget to get on my wait list, text 44222 and type in AT parent, be an AT parent and join us in the AT parenting community. It's coming in January and I am so excited to have you join me. I hope you find the sparkle in everything you do. And I will talk to you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to AT Parenting Survival Podcast. For more tips and parenting support, visit anxioustoddlers.com.